Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are talking about the letter D in our ABC movie series, Dangerous Liaisons! Yes, and we're together. We are together. In Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so I watched this movie last night. Um, I had seen this movie a, a lot of time ago. I don't know. Some undescript number of years. But I did not remember how how intense it was. Yeah, this... This movie was very intense. I was not expecting it. I was not expecting it to be like this. Really? What what did you think this movie was going to be like? Um Well, I guess I thought it was going to be a bit more subdued since it was like a period piece. I didn't think it would be so scandalous. In 1988. Yeah. In 1988. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and uh none of the people had accents. No. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody had a British accent, which is quite or, incredible. Or French, because they, they were in France. Yeah, they were in France, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting and there's, very 80s of this movie. There's not a lot of uh, period dramas that don't have British accents. You know? Yeah. They were all American accents. They were all yeah. American actors. And I and I which wonder... Which is pretty like, awesome. <laughs> like, that that was on purpose, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Stephen Frears, the director, is a British director. Okay. Um, if you click to see the stuff that he's done, it's pretty notable things that we've watched. Um, including The Queen and um, Victoria and Abdul and... Oh, that one. I mean, he's he's got he's got some really good stuff in here. In My Beautiful Laundrette, that's a great movie. Um, I think he did Mrs. Brown as well. Could be wrong, but um, pretty pretty very notable British director, and he chose to make this movie with all American actors, which is really quite incredible. Yeah, and I thought that made it, like, almost kind of quirky and, like, a little weird and, like, and just not, not your, uh, not your average period piece. Yeah, and, Like, um, not very, not very polished and sophisticated. Like, it still had the sophistication, but it was still very raunchy and, like... Yes, this was a very sexually charged movie. Yes. I mean, there was a lot of sexual tension slash actual naked women in this movie. I mean, it... You did not expect that. I mean, but, but I thought this, you know, it's kind of had like the vibe of being like a 70s movie almost with how much, with how much nudity was in this movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I was really, 
I was really not expecting that because I, I hadn't seen this movie and I really don't think I've seen a whole lot of this guy's movies except for, um, I, I'm trying to think if I've even seen The Queen. It's a good movie. It's good. It's good. Uh, good screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so where, where do we start? The, that article you sent me ooh. the other day, like really threw me off. It threw me off too. I was, oh my God. So I was watching this movie last night. I was like, there's gotta be something about this movie that makes it special. Turns out that this movie is based off of a play that is based off of a book mm-hmm. that's based off of, like, it's a French book. Yeah. And there have been various remakes of this movie. Like, so this movie came out in, in 88. Then in 89, a movie called Vicomte, Vicomte, or whatever. No, Valmont. Oh, Valmont, yes. which is the name of John Malkovich's character. Vicomte de Valmont. Um... Is pl- there's a movie called Valmont played by um, Colin Firth. Yes. And that is the same story as this this movie. Really? They were brought out... They were released a year apart? A year apart. And then um, the movie Private... or what, what was the name of the movie that was... Uh, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions, yes. With... Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Philippe and oh, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah Michelle. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Legally Blonde. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. The three of them are in that movie, and that is a very '90s movie. And we we have not seen that movie, to my knowledge. You haven't seen the movie, right? No, definitely not. No. So I would have not love seen either to watch of those it. Films. I would love to watch it, but that apparently is based on this this novel as well. It probably has, like, more of, like, a modern telling of it because they're in, like, high school or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cruel Intentions. Yeah, Cruel Intentions, definitely. Valmont is definitely supposed to take place in the same time period that the book was written and everything like that. But, yeah, Cruel Intentions was What we got from this this article was that Valmont is actually not great compared to Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. the, The article was definitely comparing all of them and... Dangerous Liaisons definitely got the most votes, but I can't remember exactly. I think Colin Firth might have gotten, might have gotten a slightly better, um, what is it? Might might have gotten slightly higher points for his portrayal of Yeah, that's what I was seeing. Because the Um, article was saying that John Malkovich's character was very, was very, like, uh, like aggressive and just not charming, and mm. Valmont is supposed to be very charming, even yes. though he has very bad intentions. Yes, he's, he's supposed to be so charming that he just charm the pants off of you, literally. Um, I see. I I mean, I disagree. I think that John Malkovich is very charming in this movie. I I think he is, but in a very like malicious way. Not malicious. It was. It was almost as if he was overacting, but that was the point. Like, he was he was being charming, but it was so fake-seeming to me. Mm. But it was still fine because you knew he was he was being fake anyway. Like, it, it was fine. It just, his character was so... He was so, he was so aggressive. I didn't like it. No, I... I really well, didn't like him. The, the thing is, like, to me... I was watching this, and and we're so used to John Malkovich being old, Mm -hmm. that seeing him in this young role, he's quite young in this movie, 
And and seeing him and Glenn Close have this very flirty relationship, he was like he was really attractive. Like he really had this like glaring quality to him that was unmistakably attractive. Like I understand why he was cast in this in this role as such a young person. And we're so used to, like I said, we're so used to seeing him in older roles. But could you imagine seeing John Malkovich on the stage in the 80s, like, as this sexy, like, I mean, he is, like, very attractive, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely have never seen... I've never even felt that way about him until now, because I've watched this movie, you know? I did not find him attractive in this movie, but I can definitely see why he was given the role, and it was weird seeing him very young in this movie because yeah. I will say that I've never seen a a past movie with John Malkovich nor Glenn Close I don't think yeah which she she was marvelous oh yeah she was so that was she was so mischievous and manipulative yeah she definitely yeah deserves all the praise and yeah and just her and and Malkovich together were just. <sighs> The, the two, the scenes that they had together, I thought yeah. were, like, the sexiest scenes. They like, were because, really sexy, Because they yeah. were really playing off of each other. Yeah. They had really great chemistry. And she they, was, he really wanted to sleep with her, and she was not giving him what he wanted. The entire movie. You know, like, the whole, the whole concept of their, uh, like, she was like, okay, you seduce this woman, I want proof that you've seduced her. And then I'll sleep with you. And that that's the... That's what the proof was. Like, that's the movie. Yeah, like, but then it all kind of turned around on him mm-hmm. because you find out that he actually, that Glenn Close does actually love him, and she yeah. even got jealous that he was actually starting to get feelings he for He was in love with Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Yes, yes. And, and he became in love with Michelle Pfeiffer's character and then had to tell her off so that he could sleep with Glenn Close, and then Glenn Close was like, I don't want to sleep with you yet. You haven't proven... Like, it, it, it was so much... There was it was all about sex. The whole movie's about sex. And it takes place in, you know, France. I guess during the seventeenth century or whatever, because that's when their like outfits are and everything. Yeah, and I think I think maybe it was in the article that you had sent me or maybe it was in the trivia, but the the book itself that was written was like so scandalous because I think it was kinda like about so, the social commentary of like society oh, at the time. That like, makes so much like sense. Like before the I think as the war was happening or uh-huh. like there was just and it was such a scandalous piece that just Oh my was, god, it's it like crazy. Lady Shatterley's lover. It's like that. Yeah. It's it's so incredibly sexually charged. I what a movie. So much about the inner relationships between these people and their like complete manipulation of each other. It's it's just insane. It's insane. Yeah, and you and I didn't think that they could that they could really delve into a story that's that's like just about manipulating people. But I mean, I guess we've we've seen we've seen movies and read other period type pieces like this that have that have talked about much less. Yeah, oh yeah, I because every period drama we watch, I mean, a lot of Jane Austen, a lot of um, I just. Just a lot of like period dramas that are, are based on that are not very they're they're very um they they're very s- simple. They're sim well, they they don't ever talk about sex. Right. You know, 
in explicit terms. Right. They, they say them in very broad terms, right? They're like, and these two got married. And then that's it. You know, and you're like, okay. But what, there's a lot of drama when it comes to sex. There's, there's things that we need to talk about. And they never, a lot of people don't ever talk about that. Jane Austen never talks about sex in any of her movies, in any of her books, excuse me. And I think that this, this is something that's really different. It's really off for us because we're like not used to period dramas and sex at the same time. You know, it's, it's so strange. It's it's so off-putting, but it's great. It's great. It's just different. Like, Lady Shadowly's Lover is just like that, you know? Right. That's kind of interesting, and, and we really don't have a lot of information about that, that particular book because we've never read it. We've only watched, like, one adaptation of it, you know, so we really don't have a lot of it. But um, I would also say that the Tess of Doberville's you know, that book right. it is also about um, her getting raped and then um, her life going downhill after that, after she's, like, basically, you know, she has a child and everything. And, and when, like, when was that book written? Same, like, same as Jane Austen. It's like, okay. it's, like, around the same time. So it's kind of like, it's, uh, Jane Austen is very saccharine, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh... Like, a modest? Modest, yeah. Like, definitely not as delving into the actual feelings and, and uh, experiences of average people. And I know that they don't want to talk about it because it's uncomfortable to talk about sex, but this movie is, like, it goes hard. And it's, like, especially with the Vicomte, uh, whatever, he has an extreme amount of... He has all these different lovers. We get to see them visually on the screen. Like, it's crazy. And so does Glenn Close's character. She yeah. sleeps with um, Keanu Reeves. Yes. And, and it's like... Keanu Reeves is in this movie. Oh my god! Like, Keanu Reeves forgot. is playing Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure he in this is. movie. He basically. is actually Ted. If Ted... Like was me- in a period Messed drama. up the time machine, went back yes! and got stuck back in time. <laughs> yes! That This would be Ted in this movie. He talks like him, Ted is stuck like in this too. time period. He did. He did, exactly. And without their, their messing up their relationship between him and Uma Thurman, they would have gotten together. But because yeah. she fucked up with him, and she was, like, gearing him against the path of John Malkovich's character... Um, he ends up killing John Mal- Malkovich's character because of all that. And he could have been marrying Uma, Th- Uma Thurman. Like, that's where they were going in this story, you know? Right. It's a, it's like as, as the manipulation and the, and the plotting and the scheming kind of unraveled, like, so did the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could definitely see how it's a social commentary because it's just rich people with nothing else to do. Yeah, like, totally. That's like, very clear from the very beginning. Like, like you what have, is going on with these people? And it's just so hilarious because Glenn Close, Glenn Close's character is doing all of this because her previous husband, like, left her to, yeah. and then is now going to marry this young girl, mm-hmm. and that's why yeah. she hired, not hired, but like, you know, um, Conspired. encouraged, yeah, persuaded... John Malkovich to soil her, basically, 
And then... Well, she and John Malkovich had a previous relationship. Right. So they were already, like, They're estranged. They Right. They knew each other. They had a previous uh, relationship. This is, like, her ex-boyfriend. And she's, she's like, I'm gonna conspire with you, and you're gonna um, seduce these two women to ruin... Basically, because and, they have nothing better to do, and it's so comedic because you know, as as she's telling him, you know, you should do this for fun because it'll be hilarious, and you know, I want to backstab my my basically, ex. Basically, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm I'm too busy. I already planned to to pursue this other married woman. Like they're just this is just normal conversation for them, and yeah, it's hilarious. Like yeah. it's so hilarious, and it's so yeah off the beaten path. Yeah, it's. It's quite remarkable. It is a great it's, movie. It's it, so remarkable. Yeah. And just the fact that you you seemingly have these two heartless people who don't love anyone, just, but, yeah. but their own... But the, each other. But their, their own selfishness. their own selfishness. Yeah. 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 And their own wants and needs. But then you actually see them kind of unravel and, like, kind of going, like, regretting their actions and wanting to go back on them. And you see the jealousy in between all of them. It's... It's... It's such a period piece, but it's such not a period piece. Like, yeah. It's so yeah. It's so crazy. It kind of reminds me of that movie, um, Closer. Closer. Hmm. Um. I read the the play Closer, and mm-hmm. then I saw the movie when I was in in London, and it's the the movie is about two sets of so there's four people. There's, like, Natalie Portman, and there's, um, I think it's, I think it's Uma Thurman. I could be wrong, but there's four people together, and basically, they are kind of, they get with each other, they back, Jude Law's in it, they backstab each other, they're, like, switching partners all the time, and it's literally just because they want to hurt the other person, in a sense. Right. (sighs) But it's also about their own personal struggles, right? So they have their own backgrounds, but they're coming into this these relationships together. Um, and I don't love it. I'm not, like, a huge fan of that kind of thing. But it reminded me a lot of that. But mm-hmm. Closer takes place in, like, the 2000s. Like, it doesn't take place, you know, in the 1700s. But yeah. it, it had that kind of vibe to it. And... It's just like they literally had nothing better to do than ruin ruin Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman, who Uma, Uma Thurman, who had a um, I mean she even in the movie she has sex with John Malkovich, then is late for her period and has a miscarriage in the middle of the movie. Like it's like what the fuck? And he's not he doesn't even care. He's like. Yeah, that's just what's going on with her. That's her deal. Like, she's not married to him. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, and not to mention that he he already... I mean, she was probably aware that she was late for her period as well. But, but he knew, and she, like, didn't know. She was, like, not aware of this. Yeah, I don't think she knew. And she then, had no idea, but he knew. And then he just goes to Glenn Close, and he's like, Oh, well, you, mm. are you happy now when, when she gets married to, you know, your ex... Their, yeah. their first child's gonna be a, a Valmont. Yeah. Like... I know. It's... Like... <laughs> it's... It's crazy. It and is so, then, so harsh. So, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is already married. Yes. And he seduces her. Right. And then he tells her, I can't be with you anymore. And she is so upset that she gets sick and dies. Like, right. Like, that's what happens to her. Then, um, the very end of the movie is that Keanu Reeves... 
kills Valmont because they have a duel. They have a duel because of, because of Uma Thurman? What, no. Why do they have a duel? So when... What was it? When after Valmont tells off Michelle Pfeiffer, like, I cannot be with you, he, yeah. he then goes back to claim his reward. Yes. And Glenn Close Which does not help, help. no to him. Yes. And he says... And she's like, please leave. Like, I'm not giving you a reward. He, of sex. Right. Yes. And he says, if you say no to me, then we're going to have a war. Right. And so she says no. Well, she she says war, and so now they have a war. Then that's yes. when she tells yes. Keanu Reeves that C- Cecil, C- Cecil, what was her name? What was, the, what was Uma Thurman's name? Cecily. Yes. There we go. I'm trying to think of how to pronounce that. She tells Keanu Reeves that Cecily basically has has been having sex with John Malkovich and yeah, yeah, and like he's the reason that he hasn't seen her. Yeah, which is horrible because Cecily could have been with Keanu Reeves in the beginning because they had chemistry and they wanted to be together and they were they were exchanging letters and everything. It's, yeah, it's just it's. It's horrible. They were going through the whole they, they were doing... normal courtship. Yes. And the fact that the fact that Glenn Close almost persuades Uma Thurman to keep having sex because she says the experience will be better for her in her future relationships. Like that's that's kinda what she said. It, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She... Well, he practically rapes her. He does. Yeah, it, the, and the it's, first night. He rapes her. Yes. And it's it's horrible to watch. Yeah. I mean, I was watching this movie and I was like, uh uh. Like I'm, like, like, I'm like, this is happening right now? Oma Thurman was, like, 18 when this movie came out. Like, she was, like, a baby child. Yes. And, like, this is horrible. Yeah, but he was doing it on purpose because, again, um, Glenn Close wanted everything in writing. Like, she wanted the, the <sighs> women to feel as if they needed to write Glenn Close about <sighs> what was happening between them and John Malkovich. This movie is... Like, it's so... What is going on? Like, why is this movie important to us? It's so manipulative. I... It's <laughs> it's just so crazy. But I could totally see it happening in real life because of the, the way that... The way that the, everything is so incredibly, like, specific to this time period. It's like, wow, this is the reality of the time period. Like, we are seeing so many saccharine dramas about this kind of thing and we never see anything like this and it's like this is about real humans this is about people who are really just bored and have nothing else to do but fuck each other and get mad like that's it you know it's it's really quite incredible this movie mm-hmm. oh god <laughs> i can't believe i chose this for our d because i I had seen this before, but I really didn't realize how insane it was until I watched it last night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's really it's really funny and it's really like weird and just uh, dynamic and and uncomfortable. <laughs> it's extremely it's uncomfortable. extremely uncomfortable. I just don't understand how how Uma Thurman can just bounce back after being, like, raped, basically. Oh, like, yeah. Just, she bounced back real hard. Like, just... I, I don't know I don't know how Glenn Close could put it... Could put it... Could, like, say that stuff in the right way to make her think that, that it was okay of what John Malkovich did. Like... Uh, well, I think that what she was explaining was that she felt that 
she wasn't raped per se, but she actually kind of was was being taught. encouraged to do it. Well, and and she kept calling him her teacher or like yeah, or like, so or like, like his pupil. Yeah. So by the time like it was very uncomfortable in the beginning, but then she had sex with him, and then she was like, "Oh, okay, I want to do this now." So like it wasn't something that she was like not okay with. Like at the beginning, she was okay with. And then she and then he she had sex with him, and then she was like, "Oh, I actually want to keep doing this." It you know, it wasn't like which which it was completely right because he he was powerful and she was not in the beginning and in continuing it was but um, eventually she was like excited she wanted to do it you know like she became his lover in a sense you know. Yeah, I like, mean, that's because he he manipulated her into thinking that it was a good thing that they were having sex, right? Yeah. Like, but that's basically. not, that's rape. Like, she, he was raping her. And it was just like, ugh. Like, you, you use your power to rape her and then use her against Glenn Close and then also used michelle pfeiffer against glenn close it was horrible it's just a horrible movie it's like a horrible thing to do like he's not a good person like that was just not cool that he did that at all because he totally raped her like totally you know yeah it's just like i feel like in the 80s they were kind of like well sure wow she was asking for it but it's like that's not true he raped her like that's the movie like it's not cool that he did that and they're very um explicit about it they're very clear that she does not want to have sex with him at first you know yeah like she has she has her crying like writing her letter she's upset she she's she's upset. She's like she's barred the door, like mm. lo- like locked it so he can't get in. Like her yeah. little like, secret doors, which yeah. again, like the fact that there were so many secret passageways and secret yes. rooms and oh, secret. It was like, all about the and then we also had um, the uh, the the thirteenth Doctor, which is played by. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi, yes. He was in the movie. He played the Scottish helper to... Um, yeah, like a butler yeah, or like, something, or like a, a uh, second... Right-hand like man yeah. to um, uh, to John Malkovich's character, the Vicomte, and he was sleeping with a girl, and that's how John Malkovich ended up getting the information, because he knew that he was going to... Peter Capaldi was going to sleep with that girl so that she could he could barge in on them and, and get the information from, like, the letters from the girl. Yeah. It was all very, like, every move was so strategic and, and meticulous. Like, no yes. one, no one was with anyone just because they wanted to be with them. It no, was purely for another person's gain or their gain mm-hmm. or... There's nobody who's married in this entire movie either. Like, the entire situation is all these single people... Except for Michelle Viber. Well, she was married, but she, you never saw her husband. True. Like, it all was about the relationships between all these different people and they're kind of like really fucked up like relationships and like scandalous relationships with each other like it's insane the movie's insane well right and just the way that these characters just didn't they didn't feel like they had any humanity like even even peter capaldi you know he didn't want to be with Mm. with the other with the other like uh, what is it? With the maid lady? Cecilia's, or no. 
Was that Cecilia's maid? Who, yes. Was they, it hers? Yes, it was. No, it was Michelle Pfeiffer's. Michelle Pfeiffer's maid. Because they needed to, yes. they needed to, uh, more steal nu- the letters. More nudity that we saw in this movie. <laughs> and, like, John Malkovich comes in on both of them having sex, sees this woman naked, she's, like, propped up, and then he's like, I need you to do something for me, and she lays back down like she's gonna get raped by him. And he's like, not that, that's not what I wanted, I want you to give me the letters from... Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, because it was all a ruse so he could blackmail her. Yeah, black, basically. And it's like, it's horrible. Like, it's absolutely horrible. Like, these people are terrible. Everybody's bad. Like, I don't like anyone in this movie. It's really quite uncomfortable and, and just, I can't imagine what it was like to see this movie in the 80s. Like, what kind of audience is going to see this movie and be like, wow, like, this is what I wanted in a period drama. It was probably, like, such a controversy. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine seeing this movie in theaters? No. Oh, my God. But the 70s was an extremely vivid and and very sexually charged era. This comes 10 years after that. Like, why are we seeing this movie in the 80s? Not that there's a problem with it, because we need more... We, I mean, I don't mind seeing nudity in, in the movies, but... What is going on? Like, why is this? It's, it's just interesting to think about, like, how 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 movies are made now, like, the content that we're shown now, it's very different from what, from what people were used to seeing or used to hearing or used to reading. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just all about, um, like, content blocking and just not, yeah. and, and not seeing a lot of that stuff. Um, so it's just interesting to think that a movie like that, and I mean, we were saying the exact same things about, um... Like a Clockwork Orange. Like that yeah, kind of that stuff. Yeah, that movie is really, yeah. It's very controversial probably yeah, for the time. That's a, that's a violent movie. That's a, you know, scary movie to watch. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah, very violent and aggressive. Uh-huh. It's, that's how this movie is. I did not expect this movie to be so aggressive and so violent. Like, in a sense. You yeah. know? Sexually violent. It's, it's really how it is. Another thing I wanted to bring up that the article had about, about, about the comparisons of these movies was that apparently the original book that this was based off of was um, was written as if you were reading the letters between everyone. Oh, that makes a lot and of so sense. And so one of the points that... There are that, a, lot of, a lot of letters in this book. Yeah, and so one of the points that Dangerous Liaison um, got over Valmont, like something that Valmont did not talk about, yeah, yeah. Was, was really the, the transferring of letters and how important letters and correspondence were. Mm-hmm. Um, because another part of the movie was oh, very big. Michelle Pfeiffer was receiving news from someone and mm-hmm. she just kept saying her mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. saying to watch out mm-hmm. for Valmont and don't talk to him. Yes, and she don't, was saying that, yeah. And don't get caught up with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just, he was so, like, like curious about who it was, even though, he, like, he knew yeah. everything was true. Yeah. But he just, he needed to know who was telling her this and... And, and when he finds out who it was, who it is, like, it was, uh... Yeah, it was Glenn Close, right? No, it was... Dang, I cannot... Her name is not Cecilia. What is her name? Uma Thurman's mother. Oh! It was her who was, who was I didn't writing... I realize that it was her. Who was writing to, uh... Yeah. To Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And he finds out who it who it is, and he goes straight to Glenn Close, and he goes, That bitch! There's like five fucking people in this movie. It's like there's six characters. There's Glenn Close and John Malkovich, 
Uma Thurman, her mom, um, her mom, then Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Peter then Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Well, he's kind of in it, and then um, uh, Keanu Reeves. In Canada, yeah. There's seven people in this movie. Yeah, that's it. Very, that's the entire movie. Very small cast, very simple story. Oh, and then the prostitutes, which is like two people. Well, yeah, and then you have a couple side characters. Yeah, like that's about it. But like the main people. Yeah, but yeah. I, I really did love that that scene where John Malkovich was writing the letter um, on the ass of the that prostitute lady. Oh, yeah, like on her back. Oh my god, that was. Like that that was so great. Like letter just would watching not be... him write a letter his her ass was like the 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 table on which he was writing this very warm warm letter to Uma Thurman, I think. That that's who he was writing it to. Or no, something. no, he was writing it to Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, because, because at that point yeah. he had he had persuaded her to like be friends with him and to, yeah. and to and to write each other because they were friends now. The, the performances in this movie were insane. Like, I can't... I was so... I was believing everything that they were doing. Like, I had seen all these actors before, and I was like, oh, what? Like, it really felt like they were in their roles, like, 100%. You know? Did you not like any of, of them, or...? No, no. I, I loved all of them. I thought they were all wonderfully terrible. Michelle Pfeiffer was great. She really was. I just... Uma was perfect as, like, this ingenue, like, kind of girl, but Michelle was, like, amazing. She's, like, her her dichotomy and her, like, incredible, like, she was really struggling with with her love for John Malkovich. And her struggle to, like, try to keep him away, and of course... Yes! Him, and she failed being, so hard. Him being so persistent. He was so... <laughs> mm. I hated him so much, but he was but horrible. He, but he was so good. He was he was so good at getting in her mind and the way she he, he would talk to her. He'd be like, you know, I don't think you uh, you really understand. And then he'd walk away, and she'd be like, but I do understand. And then he he'd be like, oh, do you now? Like, and he'd come back, and he just he'd like really feed her ego and really get into her mind. And make her feel guilty. Like, he's, yeah. he's just like, why would you, why would you purposely make me feel this horrible? Yes. And it's just like, it's like, you're, he's like, <laughs> I feel so bad. I just want you to know that I love you so much. And then he'd leave and then he'd, she'd be like, what the fuck? Like, oh God, there's so much manipulation going on. It was, it's an incredible script. It was an incredible script. It was hard to watch at times. Oh yeah. But overall... Very fantastic performances. Yeah, and, uh, Glenn very... Close is just she. Wow, was, she's just she's just my queen. I just she's such a queen. She's so. <laughs> and then in the very end, she's, she's the so one badass. who has to live with this shame of basically murdering her lover, and yeah. it's just it's so much, and it's just it's horrible, and it's like this is what you have done. You have ruined someone's life. Because you wanted to mess with them, like it yeah. was just so and the fact much. that there was still so much malice and revenge <sighs> in John Malkovich's heart, like as he yeah, was dying, as he was dying, that, that he gives he gives Keanu Reeves the letters that yeah. would, that would ruin the reputation of Glenn Close. Oh God! And, wow! And as she and as you know, she hears the news that that Valmont is dead. Yeah, and she 
She weeps. She weeps and she, she just sobs like sobs and throws herself throws everywhere. She like like knocks everything off the it's, table. It's incredible. It's an incredible performance. Yeah. But, but then she puts on a strong face and she goes to the opera and then everyone starts booing her. Yeah, I mean that was that was really beautiful. And I actually read this other um this other uh, article about how um I think it was Louis Vuitton okay got inspiration from this movie and that's how he created his brand really was specifically from this movie because the the costumes are un unincre- they're like the most beautiful french costumes i've ever seen in my life i mean even more than marie antoinette the movie by sofia coppola like this these are these costumes are insane. I love I love how the movie opens and you know Glenn Close is putting on her makeup and she's like powdering herself. They're like yeah. they're they're going through all the motions like all of her yes, um, everything. like maids and people are helping her like well, get same dressed with, with John and John Malkovich yes, is putting on they're wigs. watching him put on the wigs. Everybody He's wakes him shoes. up like this is how it it the nobility is like it starts off so like just rich and luxurious and and sophisticated and then it just <laughs> and it just ends in utter chaos like it's so amazing but it did win best costume design for James Ackerson in the uh the Oscars in 1989 oh definitely it also won a uh, best art direction and set direction and best screenplay from another medium so a best adapted adapted screenplay was also one, which is I think it it's worthy of all those things. It's it's incredible. Oh, definitely. And it got nominated for a best actress in a leading role for Glenn Close, best best actress in a supporting role for Michelle Pfeiffer, and best music and best picture. It got nominated. Yep, and best picture. So, uh, pretty incredible that it it got all those things, and I think it's worthy. It was a really amazing movie. It really it really is. Oh, God, it's so... It really is a gem. It's it's so intense and so unbelievable. And so, even today, watching this movie, it's shocking and it you know is what? appalling. You know what? I'm not surprised that this came out at this time because because didn't Heathers also come out during this time? Yeah. Like, it was kind of when... Yeah. When, like, yeah, the totally. 80s was kind of, like, turning dark and grungy. Like, almost yes. into the 90s. Yes. Like, it had those very... The grunge 90s. Like, like they, they'd kind of cover it up with all this, like, grandeur and just everything's normal and everything's mm-hmm. fine. And then just, like, some crazy yeah. chaotic shit happens out of nowhere. And... Oof. Yeah. So I'm actually not surprised. This actually, I'm pretty sure Heather's was like nine, was like 1988 or 1989. Oh yeah, definitely the late 80s for sure. So definitely seeing some more controversial stuff coming out. And uh, yeah, they're they're taking a lot of risks, you know. And um, it's a lot of the times, you know, there was a lot of really hard shit going on in like 1988 and 1989. I mean, top of the age crisis, lots of people dying, lots of things happening that was emotional upheaval for this country. And and turn of the 90s really changed a lot of things. And the 90s movies are not great. I mean, you really got to keep going for you got to you got to dig to some really good shit in the 90s. Um it was much more saccharine then because people were a lot happier, you know? Right. And in the 80s people were less happy and just like <laughs> Get to just gearing out these crazy sh- like stuff, you know. It's like, 
what is this movie? Like, I did not expect this to be so dramatic and so dark, you know? It's, it's, it's hard to watch. <laughs> it was, but that's what made it, like, a really, a really good social commentary and mm-hmm. just still very masterfully done. Yeah, this tagline is, Lust, Seduction, Revenge, the game as you've never seen it played before. <laughs> Which I read that yesterday and I was like, wow. Wow. That, that tagline has everything. <laughs> you gotta read these plot keywords, dude. They are gems. Yep, yep. They are absolutely what this movie is about. So, for the plot keywords... <laughs> Which is a lot of plot keywords. It's 110. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> Alright, so we've got... We've got the first five here. We've got seduction, emotional abuse, yeah. nipples, yep. rape, and women. There's many nipples in this movie. Fair. Two, per, two per lady. Yeah. <laughs> two per lady, for sure. Oh, goodness. So those are just the ones that kind of showed up. Of course, there were a ton more, like unwanted pregnancy, sex education. Sexual that's, manipulation. That's fun. That's that 100%. That's the movie. The whole movie is sexual manipulation. Yep. If you could if you could sum it up in one word, it's that. Humiliation, adultery, based on a novel, you know, it's it's there you go. Cruelty. That's exactly what this all is. It's horrible. Bad breakup. I don't think I'm gonna watch this movie again. Bad breakup. I just <laughs> As much as I liked this movie, I didn't. That it was like equal. You know? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I'd probably watch it again, but I, I would I would wait some time. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's, it's it, definitely a lot. It's not enjoyable. No. <laughs> no. It's really quite dramatic and hard. I just didn't expect us to feel this way about this movie. Yeah, it it definitely puts a bad taste in your mouth. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was saying to my brother earlier. Did, did did he end up watching it with you? Yeah, he did. Okay. He, what do you think? He think he's seen it before. Okay. I told him that Keanu Reeves' character was basically Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, except for in the 17th century. That's exactly. He said if if Ted could be back in time, it's basically like that, like what you were saying. Yeah, like what I just said. If, if Ted got put in the machine and got stuck back in this time. That's what this, he thought, too. That is Ted. And he was like... Ted is stuck in this he's, movie. It's the same. And I just watched The Matrix yesterday. Oh, did you? As well. How did that go? That movie's really good. You know. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. The Wachowskis have really got that down. And, and, it's, and Keanu Reeves is amazing. Apparently... I, I saw this recently that we are in the Keanu sense because he has so many amazing movies out right now and he is so great and such a nice guy and he lives so close to us. It's it's he's so nice. Mm-hmm. You could easily just go see him very quickly. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, he lives in Palos Verdes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh so let's just look at some fun trivia. Uh so when the novel was first published in 1782. It was considered so scandalous that when Queen Marie Antoinette commissioned a copy for her personal library, she had to have it bound in a blank cover so that no one would recognize the author's name or title. What? Yep. (gasps) Wow. 
That's an interesting... What was that thing about Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman made the role of Valmont famous in London on, on Broadway. However, wow. filmmakers wanted to cast an established actor in the role, so Rickman wasn't even considered. Rickman ended up making his Hollywood debut as Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Yeah. Oh. So at this time, Alan Rickman just wasn't big yet. And oh, then he, he finally made a big... He would have been a great for sure. He, I could definitely see him being a lot. I, I just kind of wish that... I, I do agree with the article that I kind of wished that John Malkovich could have just made him, like, just, I don't know, pretend to be a bit more charming. Because even when he was being charming, he still felt, like, so malicious, and I just could see right through it. Like, yeah. it just... I just wanted... I just wanted him to almost... Almost charm me into into thinking it. But no, the whole time I was just like, you're... <laughs> You're horrible. You're so terrible. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got Drew Barrymore was screen tested and came close. Oh, yeah. To playing the role of Cecile. Ce- Cecile? Um, her, her uh, so Cecile, just played by Uma Thurman's, yes. her daughter, Maya Hawk, I was seeing her a lot in this movie. And we know Maya Hawk from... Um, Stranger Things season three, mm. who plays, um, the girl from Scoops. The girl from Scoops. She's also Scoops Ahoy. She plays Joe in in Little Women, which were, which you need to watch the the mini series, the BBC mini series. She's also she, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, she's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it's insane. She looks just like her mom. I mean, it is like. It is so weird to watch her because she is so similar to, to Uma Thurman. Yeah. Her lips are like the exact same and her eyes are the exact same. And it's, the nose. It's crazy. Yeah. She has like the same face as her mom. And I've seen her in so many things now. I just... Wow. Yeah, she, she's really she's really getting, uh, getting some good roles. Well, she's getting good roles and I think she's pretty good. I mean... You're going to watch the one in B- the BBC. We're going to talk about this in another podcast about Little Women. But, yes, you know, I enjoyed her in, in uh, Stranger Things. She was great in that. Yeah. Just yeah. some spoilers for a future episode. We are going to talk. gearing up. We are gearing up to talk oh, about boy. everything, am... anything and everything Little Women. Oh, my God. So, if you're ready, if you're ready, get ready. <laughs> Including, I, I, I just entered the Little Women poster contest this week. That's right. My art did. I'm so proud of it and very happy for it. I hope it wins. It's probably not going to, but I think it has a good chance. I think it definitely has a great chance. Thank you. I would also love to love to share it on on the uh, on I, the podcast page. I can't until I I just don't want to put it out into the world yet. All right. Okay. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But yes. So if you love Little Women, look forward to that. It's coming in December. Yes. Big old Little Women. <laughs> Big ol' little women. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Alright, so let's look at this uh, meta score. It got an average score of 74, which isn't bad. No, I actually did see on that it was on Rotten Tomatoes and it had like a very high score in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? How does... how does And, and, and that still calculates uh, critic reviews? Yeah, it has both of them. Um... I think you should check it out because it is slightly different than the one because the one that's on IMDb for Dangerous Liaisons uh, has, pulls into account the old reviews from the eighty eight from eighty eight and also the new reviews, um, so that's kind of 
it's it's hard to to have them. But it has a 93 tomato meter, which is all the people, all the critics. Okay. On on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, which is, which is really high, and it's even higher than the audience score, which is 83. But we don't usually look at the Rotten Tomatoes because it's a little bit too broad, you know. Yeah. And what's the what's the you did did anyone do a user review on? Let's see, what's the average one? 7.6 for the user. Oh, so that's, that equals exactly what the what the Metascore is on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I mean, on uh, IMDb. Oh, yeah, on IMDb. Yeah, it's a 74 Metascore. So we've, we've got some hundreds in here, and then we've got some, like, lower ones, like 50. So, yeah, I'm curious about these, these lower ones. So Chicago Tribune gave it a 50. Though the costumes are beautifully designed, the chateau locations carefully chosen, and the dialogue full of curling locutions? Locutions? Yeah, that's the right word. Something cloddish and naive still comes through in Freer's direction, and not only because he can seldom get his shots to match. Was there just... I don't Was the editing just kind of choppy or something? I don't I don't understand. He can seldom get his shots to match. I don't, I'm not sure what that. I'm so mad that these people really don't like how John Malkovich is acting. Mm. They keep saying John Malkovich's Valmont is the problem in this movie. I cannot agree. I think that John Malkovich is extremely sexy and extremely um persuasive in this movie. I I don't I don't know what they're talking about. He is absolutely incredible to me. Like I just I you watch this movie, there's no mistaking the amount of persuasion and sexiness that he uh, just exhumes in this movie. Don't you agree? I mean, I know you don't really like him very much in this movie, but I think that that's what I think. I will say I will agree with you that that his portrayal of Valmont was was very because I mean yeah I guess he was sexy. Um, I just wish he was like a tad more like actually charming. I, that that's the only thing that I slightly agree with the okay. reviews is like okay. he was he yeah. was definitely a snake. He was definitely he's, true he, to the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. He but was, he's not as like. I just wish he could have been a bit more like suave, like, just yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. just like, a yeah. little bit. I agree with you. I totally agree. Just, with to, you. just to really play up like the yeah. act, because yeah. because even when he was acting as charming, you mm-hmm. could tell that he was acting as charming. But but which that could have been a choice between him and the director. Yeah, like like that yeah. that could have been a, an actual character choice, and which was fine because you knew that he was fake. You yeah. knew that he was yeah. acting. Yeah. So it completely makes sense, and it's fine. Like, it's still completely well done, and there's no doubt about that. Um, I just would have liked it to maybe soften his character a little yes. bit, because, again, he, he was is, very harsh. Yes, he, was he is very, very rough. harsh. His eyes are extremely harsh. His, yes, his, his the, eyes are the, so piercing. They're very, very, just, very piercing, and it's really hard to, to get to the soft side of him, which I feel like Colin Firth you would easily be able to be manipulated by him because he's so soft. He'd be very he's charming. He's very charming. Yes. And he's very easily like, oh, you'd totally be manipulated by him. Whereas John Malkovich, you are a little bit more like, 
he really looks like a snake. He's too clearly a snake. Yes. How would you be able to fall in love with somebody like that? I totally understand. Exactly. And exactly. which and that was and that was the qualm with with Colin First character was that he was yeah. a bit too charming and He's he wasn't too quite soft. but he wasn't quite yeah, um persuasive enough to really be to really be the snake that Valmont is, which is why I would still definitely say yeah. that, that Malkovich's is better. Yeah, um, but I don't know who, what do you who do you think today would be able to play a character like that? I mean, mm. I'd say somebody extremely charming, um, while also being like maybe a little bit more like scandalous, you know, and maybe like really... Chris Pine or something. Maybe like I he's c- a good actor. Like I feel like he'd be super charming, and then totally pull the rug underneath you, you know. I can see that. I can see that. Um, you know, how about how about we give our we give our um let's see, I'm really like a Robert Pattinson. You think Robert Pattinson could do that? Yeah. I think he could do that. I think so too. He could be he could be a good Valmont. He's a good actor. He's a very great actor. Yeah. I'm really liking him right now. I uh, know. Yeah. I think I think that could work. Let's do our lighthouse podcast. What? <laughs> Listen to our lighthouse podcast. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> she, she's saying listen to our life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. Let's Somebody see. who's extremely suave but has this like ability to be extremely naive and like like a sneak. There's a lot of good actors out there who could totally do it. Yeah. And actresses. Not not just saying actors could do it. Actress, actresses would be great too. Yeah, I don't. I really can't think of anyone. I'm trying to think of who could be like Rachel Weiss to be a Glenn Close. No, to be like a well, maybe a Glenn Close, but Ooh. even a Valmont, or to just be a, a woman Valmont, that'd be cool. A woman Valmont would be super cool if we could see like this movie, but as a like, uh, like an all female cast or like that would be super awesome. That would be awesome. Like this movie would thrive like that. You know? It'd be like really fun and extremely sexual and God, I'm excited just thinking about it. <laughs> I think we are we are on the way to that being a possibility. Yeah. We are we're technically already there. But just as someone needs to Somebody needs, Someone to, needs make to have it. the idea. I, it's yeah. a great idea. It yeah. really is. Like just like this intrigue and this really like kind of sexually like, charged, uncomfortable, like kind of like a Colette, but but oh, like but yeah. just but, but just that with, was boring. Like we need something with, more. But just with know? luxurious characters that yes. have nothing better to do. Ah, then then fuck each other up. That's what we need. Yes. Fuck each other and fuck each other up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All that. That would be so cool to watch, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, that was... There's our idea. Everybody <laughs> who's thinking about that, just just go. So great. Yeah, that's our Dangerous Liaisons. I don't know. That's our D for our alphabet. What's our next one, Emily? I, uh, Look it up. E? Oh. E. What, what was E? Uh, I believe it was Eternal... Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mind. Yes, 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 I love that movie so much. Yes, which I I have never seen. That is one of my favorite movies. So I'm very excited to see it. Oh, I'm so excited we get to watch that movie and um, 
please let us know what you guys thought about this podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, SoundCloud. We'd love to hear what you guys think of us by writing our reviews on those platforms. Um, we also have various social media, um, Facebook, just search All by the Popcorn Podcast. Search us on Instagram. I usually post all of the different things that we have going on on Instagram. And our Instagram is uh, All by the Popcorn Podcast. Then we also have a Twitter. Our Twitter is at By the Popcorn. That is our our, our handle. handle. Um, and then you can email us at All by the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com or All by the Popcorn at gmail.com. We really appreciate any and all of your comments. Yes, we would love that. And we also have merch. If you would like any. Any All by the Popcorn Podcast merch. We have uh, uh, just regular things with our logo on them. And then we also have the uh, wonderful woman director as our our little... uh, A little icon. Icon. So if anybody would like to go have those things, we'd love for you to buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.